I need a welding mask with beer holders. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that too much to ask, Internet? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's talk about I want to talk about some basketball for once. <laughs> Good thing you have this platform to do this. Finally going to come in handy. Been keeping around. So, it's been five years just yeah. waiting for this opportunity. <laughs> oh, gosh. This is my favorite thing on the planet. Okay, should we talk about basketball for a few minutes? Sure. If we sure. Okay. <laughs> if you're going to make us, Joey. <laughs> yeah, so uh, just prepare to... Uh, it'll be great. It'll be perfect. Yeah, so uh, just prepare to... Y'all motherfuckers don't watch us play throughout the year, to tell you the truth. I'm going to be real with you, and I don't care if I get fired. That train is off the track. I feel like you, you can't just like jump through Neptune and be okay. Just prepare to. What the show needs is more dogs and bears and chickens and stuff. Yeah, so uh, just prepare to uh, be a watch all right, dog is done hacking. Cat is disinterested. I think it's time to do this. Welcome, Pacers fans. Whoa, Joey, whoa, you were listening. We got to do, do a three, two, one, go as well. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, I just sit in silence for the whole show and wait for you to do. Yeah, it. you'd be right to do so. All right, let's do this. Ready? It's happening. Oh, dear Lord. Yep. Welcome, Pacers fans. You are listening to the End of Beatables, your semi-weekly Pacers podcast, and this is episode 206. Today is January 29th, 2017, and this is episode 221. Coming to you from Indianapolis, Indiana, I'm your host, Joey Gafrida, the man behind the dials and season ticket holder, and Happy New Year! Chinese New Year, Year of the Rooster, just uh, two days ago. (laughs) First from the nation's capital, Washington, D.C., it's the doctor, Jason Triplett. Hello, Pisces fans. Hello, Unbeatables. Cheerios. (laughs) uh, That was Australian. uh, Yeah, sorry. No, that was good. I liked it. I'm hungry for Cheerios now. Shout out from merry old England. From Indianapolis, Indiana, he's our in-house bartender, mixing up the drinks in the crappy jingles, John Colson. Pacer Nation, I have three words for you. Macaroni and cheese. <laughs> I have uh, VIP tickets to the Macaroni and Cheese Fest uh, coming up here later today. So I, haven't, I don't know what it's like yet, but I'm assuming there'll be lots of types of mac and cheese. I'm hoping there's mac and cheese with different types of macaroni. I hope there's mac and cheese with different types of cheese. I want some cheddar mac and cheese. I want some brie mac and cheese. I hope there's some bacon and some stuff. I want some spicy mac and cheese. I'm very excited. 
I'm having trouble focusing like on this beer, show. Beer, mac and cheese? Beer, mac and cheese, definitely. I'm going to have beer with my mac and cheese. I didn't eat dinner last night. I'm so ready for this thing. I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> I've heard of people like skipping a lunch for a dinner they're excited about, but not the day before. Oh, no. I'm, 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 I'm revving up. <laughs> Yikes. From Eugene, Oregon, out west, it's our enforcer and the world's best human. John Harper. <laughs> I just wanted to see if you'd really read whatever I put in front of you. <laughs> the answer is yes. The answer is yes. From Eugene, Oregon, out west, is our enforcer, John Harper. What's going on, fellas? I want to shout out to the winner of this year's trade deadline. Unequivocally, Roy Hibbert wins. He was traded <laughs> two times. That's more than anybody else. So, therefore... He won, right? That's how numbers work, yeah. That's how numbers work. Mm-hmm. That's the I most. Be- I believe he gets the Jim O'Brien trophy. <laughs> <laughs> the Undebeatables are going to be joining the Almighty Baller Podcast Network. You might have heard us mention the Almighty Baller before. Big fan of his. He's putting a network of podcasters together, each of which cover one of the NBA's 30 teams. And we are thrilled to be representing the Pacers as part of this network. I think the other thing uh, you'll notice will be advertisements, uh, which is... Are we going to do them in a British accent? Uh, it's the nature of the beast. Yeah. I mean, for some of them, Jolly you pay right. me enough money, I'll do it in whatever accent you want me to. <laughs> Jolly right, governor. What is up, Pacer Nation? I would also like to shout out to those that might be hearing us for the first time on the radio. Uh, we have... Over 300 hours of podcasts on uh, our website, undebeatables.com, if you want to check that out, if you're just loving this. And if you're like, uh, why is my radio stuck on this station? I'm sorry. <laughs> Not offering to help, are you? No, I don't I don't know how technology works, so I just it, turn the car off is about all I got. <laughs> <laughs> Give the old warm boot. <laughs> <laughs> I just love the image of Colson driving down the road, and he's like, I don't like this channel. So he turns off his car on the highway. <laughs> Do has also a correction from last week. I may have instructed our listeners to commit a mortal sin, and I do apologize. <laughs> I recommended if you're selling your house that it was Catholic tradition to bury a statue of St. Mary upside down. That is not the case. Um, it is St. Joseph, who's the, the father, not the mother, um, who's just a different person, and that's a different thing, and I do apologize. So get out your shovel if you listen to my advice, <laughs> and fix that quick. I think there's Dig a, up Mary. A, yeah. Dig up Mary, put Joseph in there, and I, I do apologize for that one. Yeah. And then two Hail Marys. Yes. A couple of rosaries, uh, you should be good to go. <laughs> Talk to your local priest if you're not sure. <laughs> My apologies. <laughs> Kevin, Sarah Finn. Kevin, Sarah Finn. Snakes. Kevin, Sarah Snakes. Finn. Snakes. Eddie Gill is is uh, mm-hmm. on the in the broadcast now. He is. Really? Speaking of point guards who back up point guards who didn't play real long. Right. Yeah. They always do a real weird interview with him in the fourth quarter. <laughs> they do. Where he awkwardly analyzes the game but doesn't really say anything at all. 
That's, my, it's that's our job. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Eddie Gill, get off our corner, man. <laughs> Trademark, son. I'm coming for you. You know, I don't know if we mentioned this this season, uh, but last year uh, there was a uh, uh, George Hill had he had the uh, backpacks promotion with the uh, I think Indian Members Credit Union. Every uh, free throw he made, the backpacks go out to uh, children in need around the city. Um, yeah, when he missed a free throw, he'd scream, Backpacks! Yeah. Um, so this season, the, he's gone. Uh, so they've uh, taken it back up with Miles Turner, and so every block he gets, uh, backpacks go out to those kids. Um, and I think that's kind of fun. It's it's exciting, too, because, you know, he gets this big swat, and and uh, you get excited, and some kid gets a backpack. So mm-hmm. uh, keep that's it cool. up this year. That's very cool. Yeah, And I love that Connie calls him block packs now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. Shout so. out, Connie. So after he gets a block, he should just scream "block packs." Yes, that right. <laughs> is Young and Miles Turner uh, both knocking on the door on uh, top twenty-five paces of all time mm. in in the Colson list. The top thirty-five. Miles Ma- Turner sitting in my smoking room in a Barca lounger in my top twenty-five. He's all up in there. Oh, Ooh. he's already in there. <laughs> Woo! Yes, Haywood Workman has been de-seated. Com- <laughs> <laughs> Poor Haywood. He's been debarka lounged. He's saying all I did is, you know, play hard for one season and then ref the NBA. <laughs> I'm just accustomed to excellence, so. Not doing this show, though, right? Okay. <laughs> no, you guys are great. We're in that part of the schedule where, in our preview pod, we were like, yeah, basically from the end of November through early January, life is going to be hell for Pacers. Right, so we've got to win all our games early, but instead we're sitting at six and seven. Yeah. Our schedule is so tough, I'm I'm already already circling December 20th versus the Knicks, Mm. because I know we can get that one. (laughs) I do wonder that, I mean... Obviously, we got to get PG back. That's a month as away. Possible. But yeah. <laughs> Buckner said during the the broadcast of this Portland game, uh, you can't control the schedule, but you can control your spirit, which I thought was mm. nice. And um, you know, yeah, I think yeah. they did that in this game. So, Maybe he can. Yeah. <laughs> I can control my spirits. Yeah. <laughs> well, somewhat. I can't do that either. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. I can control that, that they go in my mouth. <laughs> well, we're, oh. what are you what are you drinking this week? <laughs> Besides all the things, all the things. Is that a protest beer? Hell yeah, they all are. <laughs> you know, in soccer, there's this term where where they say this player just took this game by the scruff of the neck and won it for them, right? And that's what I really wanted Paul George to do in this game. Well, in 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 that Atlanta game, and he didn't, right? And if we're going to be good, he's got to be doing that a lot more, I think. And that's called foreshadowing. (laughs) (laughs) Friday, December 9th, Pacers travel to Dallas, take on the Mavericks. And, you know, I was uh, uh, looking at this game as the most certain the Pacers would win. And, you know, I know it's towards the end of the road trip, or it is the last one on the road trip, but uh, the Mavericks are not good this year, and they didn't have two of their starters. So I chalked it up in my mind as a W, and they proved me wrong. <laughs> so it's your fault. Challenge accepted. Saying. I mean, I didn't tell them that, so I think it's uh, 
double blind or something? I don't know. I'm not a scientist. <laughs> um, they lose this one, 111-103. Clearly, your main issue is defense when you give up 140 points. <laughs> <laughs> Again, that's audibletrial.com slash almighty. I use Audible to read to my kids so I don't have to. <laughs> and that's how you outsource parenthood. <laughs> and you can get a 30-day free trial, so you don't even got to pay for this. <laughs> nice. It's a, it's a month of parenting. Yeah, It's like a babysitter, but cheaper. <laughs> if the Pacers played every game at home, they'd have the best, the league's best defensive rating at 100.8. And if they were all on the road, they have the league's worst defensive rating at 110.7. So the defense does not travel at all. <laughs> um, it's frustrating. It you is. know, we're, we're uh, these Miami game and uh, the the New Orleans game. We should have won both of those. You know, I know they're on the road and we're a bad road team, but. You know, you start to feel like we're turning the corner, and uh, you know, and then we just drop two winnable games. Uh, you know, we're playing like a 500 team, and it's frustrating. It's I don't know mm-hmm. who this team is at this point. You know, you get great wins, and then you get terrible losses. Yeah, I they don't know who they are either. I don't mm. think. I'm gonna say for the tenth time this season, we've turned a corner. <laughs> <laughs> if you keep turning, where do you end up? <laughs> Dope. Just circling the block. I think we're getting Stucky back tonight, so that should there help. There you go. Stuck train. All aboard. <laughs> whoop, whoop. I've just been this this year worried about PG, I guess, in the sense that he's not playing at a an MVP-type level. You know, ultimately in the NBA, it's a, it's a star-driven league, right? And if your star is not playing like a superstar, then you're going to struggle, right? And my argument going into the season, you know, I picked the Pacers to win 52 or 53 games, whatever absurd number I threw out there, mostly on the assumption that we had the second best player in the Eastern Conference. And I don't think he's been that through the first quarter of the season. I think of note in that game, like we mentioned, it was uh, Jeff Teague's 17 assists. It was was his career high. Uh, That's also the most by a Pacer since Jamal Tinsley in 2002. Hmm. Uh, before Shut he was banned, Tinsley? yeah. Before he was banned uh, from the I feel like the, I need to knock house. on wood every time you say Jamal Tinsley. For some <laughs> what is that? Uh, Miss that guy when he before he was a jerk. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I just wanted freaking tigers with laser beams. How <laughs> is rebounds, rebounds, rebounds not written on the top of the right whiteboard every day? You know. Um, yeah. It's really frustrating because we're losing these games. Not entirely. There's a lot of reasons, but but rebounds are about force and effort, and um, you know we're just getting we're getting worked on the boards. I mean, mm-hmm. when you lose by six points and you are negative twenty in total rebounding, you absolutely lost because of rebounding. Yeah, right. If that's right. even, they win by fifteen at least, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did see Stucky come back for a whopping six minutes before he? Yeah retweak that hamstring or groin or whatever the heck was pro- bothering him so that certainly didn't help and then just walked straight into the locker room he knew he'd retweaked it it was uh he was not happy can we just shut him down until april yeah, yeah no he doubt probably should he said i believe the knicks are taking on the pacers this week as our game of the week game of the week game of the week no it's not no it's not thank you <laughs> 
Game of the week. Game of the week. Game of the week. Game of the week. No, it's not. No, it's not. Nope, Joey is correct. <laughs> the Pacers are hosting the New York Knickerbockers on Saturday. Uh, it's 80s night in the field house, so bring out your hoverboards. Bring out your leather jackets, for sure. The Knicks uh, currently are one spot below the Pacers as we record this podcast. They are 16 and 17, and they have lost four consecutive games. Uh, and the Knicks will be coming into this game actually on the second night of a back-to-back. I think we got this. I'm going to call for a W. It's also uh, Chuck Person bobblehead doll night. Ooh. Oh, we're not losing. No. Not losing on a rifleman night. No. <laughs> That's right. Do you think the bobblehead is Chuck Person wearing um, chaps? Chaps. <laughs> I really hope so. If it's not, I'm throwing it on the court. <laughs> 18,000 of them come flying down on the floor. <laughs> like a hockey game. You promised me chaps. <laughs> Leave, take that to Twitter, buddy. Hey, no, that, that, that was what, uh, that was how my Christmas ended. <laughs> I just stormed out. Yeah, it was mm. a weird year. <laughs> it was a weird year. We don't have, uh, we don't do anything well. We don't have an identity, right? So we we are like fifteen or below in almost every major statistical category, except pace, which mm-hmm. we're like eighth mm-hmm. in. You know, like we just don't do anything particularly well. And well, at least they're mediocre quickly. <laughs> <laughs> and so I think the most. Uh, salient quote is from George who said our identity is inconsistency we've yet to spread from the pack and we've yet to string some games together we've yet to take a step back and look at the big picture and point out some things that we're doing well over the course of this season so really we have nothing to fall back on right now shout out to Harper as well I, I'm pretty sure he coined uh, our identity is inconsistency um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't. I can't remember if he was talking about our show or the Pacers, but one or the other. Uh, so, so shout out Paul George for listening to the show. I just, I'm concerned. I don't want to read. I don't want to tell. I, I'm concerned that we're trying to get inside the mind of Paul George to some extent, right? I, I mm-hmm, think that he mm-hmm. does have some legitimate beefs here, right? And I think that you know the transition from not a leader to a leader is a difficult one, and he's being asked to do really different things. And I'm I, I'm going to push very hard here that I think that a big part of that is that people aren't telling him what he's supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So getting back, you're getting back to this mentorship. Uh, it's not issue his that you job to figure out more or delegate. Not his job, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's 27 years old. That's Nate's job. That's Larry's job, right? That's not his job. Someone needs to figure it out. Sit down with him and get on the same page. And hmm. if, when he goes to the media and says, I, I feel like I have to do more, that's a failure of leadership, and it's not his. As far as I can tell, the only way to win is to not play. <laughs> that's that's so optimistic of you. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so yeah, you're saying like we're just going to skip that game? Is that your plan? Abandon all hope, ye who enter here. <laughs> <laughs> Fans, uh... Let the Pacers know their feelings. Raining down some booze. Um, 
based on the lack of effort, which is the, you know, we talk about it all the time. If you're going to play basketball in Indiana, fans, you know, respond to that effort. I mean, if, if they're throwing the ball out of bounds and, you know, miscommunicating on offense and, you know, whatever, and they're clearly trying hard on defense, but they're just getting beat by a better team, I don't think those are the situations when people are booing. <laughs> I right. just really don't. No, no, no. That's not it. You're yeah. right. It's not that. It's, it's when we it's put up not, when, when we allow the New York Knicks to put up 40 points in the second quarter because we're not playing defense, or because we're arguing with the refs instead of getting back on defense. That's the kind of stuff that that earns the ire of the fans, and rightfully so. Jason, you mentioned uh, Stucky here. It was really great to have him back and healthy. Um, yeah, that was fun, this, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that was the best 14 minutes of our minutes. season. <laughs> he got 14 minutes in this game. The last time he tried to come back, I think he got six minutes. So at this rate, he'll be out for three more weeks, and then he'll come back and play 20 minutes. So it'll be good. And now we got to talk about this. Topic is, why do the Pacers suck? <laughs> <laughs> Is that the new name of our podcast? No, no. They're, they're, they've been very inconsistent. You know, this the uh, the loss to the Celtics. I think uh, last week, you know, that hurt a lot of us. Jason, uh, you, you're one of those people included. Um, what's going on with these guys? You know, we know that their ceiling is high, but apparently their floor is also uh, equally far down. It's a big house is what I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> with what I see from this team right now, like I am concerned right now, right now, about us having a culture of losing. Hmm. The, the types of things that I see from this team, the inconsistency, uh, you know, the sort of unevenness, what, what looks from the outside like a real lack of top-down communication, these all feel like organizational problems that are manifesting – as a culture that's not set up to succeed. I feel like if we don't make the playoffs this year, we could be in real trouble. Mm-hmm. With or without Paul George. I don't know if that means that you get rid of Nate right now. I, like For me, personally, the verdict is out on that. Like I don't, I'm not sure what you do right now. But I will tell you that we have to make the playoffs this year. We mm-hmm. have to. Mm-hmm. I'd like to give a shout-out to Vince Carter, who's 40 years old, uh, still getting work done, 11 points off the bench, 3-6 from the floor, 2-3. From the three-point line, um, and had a dunk. Not play- he had a, and dunk. a dunk. I mean, he's he's still getting stuff done. I'm very impressed. I hope he sticks around for another year or two just to show guys like us that um, there's still something left to live for. <laughs> <laughs> uh, shout out to uh, Christine Kakanis. Uh, she passed away last week at the uh, oh, age of 86, but her obituary is fantastic. And in it, it says that she had a devotion to the Sacramento Kings that would rival any love story. And goes on further to say, whether you knew her or not, the world's most interesting woman is going to be missed and the world a little duller. Christine requested that six players from the Sacramento Kings be her pallbearers so that they could let her down one last time. (laughs) <laughs> out, out. Shots Shots fired from beyond the grave <laughs> I love it so much I'd like to also shout out to my family Your family, all the families out there uh, I'd like to shout out to the single people <laughs> <laughs> To the family, to non-family uh, We hope you're doing well <laughs> This upcoming year Oh, I got one more thing I want to give a shout out To the Undebeatables 
What? Hey. We get a shout out? Yeah. The January 20th is our anniversary. That's so, that's so Joel and beat of us. <laughs> shout ourselves out. Well, I think we've been at this uh, what, five years or so. Is that right? <laughs> Somehow we've been doing this for five years. <laughs> well, luckily we're on the internet and uh, we pay the internet bill, so they can't take us off the air. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. Happy birthday to us. Happy birthday to us. Yeah, what is this? Is this like the wood wood anniversary? <laughs> I think wood is like two, right? Paper is one. Is it, uh, it's double platinum, like? I think. There's we're like, ten, we're like ten. Silver? Maybe ten? Ten, maybe. Okay. It'd be I'll, nice I'll if ten you, was on the tenth anniversary, but I don't think it is. I'll bring you guys some uh, some tin foil for uh, <laughs> Undebitica. Yeah, <laughs> we'll make some nice hats. Sure, we'll make little promise rings. <laughs> <laughs> sure, why not? We're uh, we're on the road. Yeah, Undebitica uh, twenty seventeen. <laughs> yeah, we don't. We, we're, we're do we know the number anymore? Is this eight? Uh, there were some half numbers. <laughs> it definitely got out of control with the numbers. But we're on the 2017 version. We're on the way from Indianapolis to Atlanta. That's right. On the road again. On the road again. Well, there was a very strict no singing ban. Oh, really? Just for me, though, right? Yeah. Why are there so many songs about rainbows and what's on the other side um why did why did the uh why did the chicken buy pacer tickets why because he heard uh, refs were blowing fouls (laughs) (laughs) okay okay so we've been ceramics are some of our oldest culture in fact true that Mm. Ode, ode on a Grecian urn. Ode to a Grecian urn? <laughs> ode of a Grecian urn? Something like that. Jacksons. Flippin' Jacksons. Flippin' Jacksons. Right on that note, I think we nailed that. <laughs> Joe, what do you call a, a blind dinosaur? Terry? I don't know. And someone believed it. You can click the link that we sent you. Mm. You guys send me links? We, we do. I, I pod from my gut, Joey. <laughs> yes. A bucket of sand that um, has has timeout written on one side and then like nothing on the other side and then just have an assistant coach come and like turn it around when we need a timeout. <laughs> Wilson is our new coach. <laughs> yes. Yes. You might be in the in the running to replace uh, Bowser. <laughs> I Bowser's still around? No, Bowser's no, he's dead. dead. So I, I, I that's why I don't want to I, I don't want to want to get in position where I'm in the crosshairs of Boomer. So I'm just going to stay out of it. Mm-hmm. Bowser met a very violent end. The <laughs> same. 
Is that, does, that, does that bother anybody else when, when like, a recording tells you, like, thank you for being patient when you're not, like, you're stewing <laughs> and you're angry? And like, you don't know me, you don't know me, machine? Someday we'll find it. Cookie, cookie, cookie starts with C. Pacers, pacers, pacers starts with B. <laughs> don't drink and drive. Don't do drugs, stay in school, all that stuff. <laughs> the lovers, the dreamers, and me. I was pretty good in the fourth grade at the recorder. Yeah. Really? I was more of a glockenspiel. Were you? Guy. <laughs> I wouldn't have thought that. I envisioned you as more of a theremin player. <laughs> Did you have those in the fourth grade? You know, they. This is. You, I'm sure you're going to say no. It's all. It's okay. They had a team meeting. They turned a corner. But I feel like they do that every three weeks. Don't they say? Oh, we took this horrible loss. It's cool. Paul George pulled everybody together and said, "Hey guys, we got to talk more." And then they play well for a game, and then they go back into the same habits. It's I just like, I think you're looking at this all wrong, Jason. So from the beginning of the season, what we really wanted to know was what does this team do really well? Well, now okay. we know. They are really exceptional at playing 500 basketball. We haven't <laughs> strung together two of anything. The best. Since February 16th. We've alternated oh wins and losses since then. So Longest are, stretch in franchise history. We are the best at playing 500 basketball. Uh, that's not, uh, I can't deal with that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't watch this game. I, I intentionally did not. I, it's not like I had another activity when, with my Wednesday night. I was just like, nope, I'm not watching this just game. Just full right blown now. on strike. Yeah. I, I was disgusted. So I'm glad. So now I can't watch them anymore. So, oh, luckily the season guys, luckily you don't do a pod about the Pacers. <laughs> right. <laughs> We'll just we can just tell you about each game. That's fine. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, that'd be good. Yeah, that, we're, we're, I'm gonna watch uh, something else. I Maybe promise else. we will talk you off the ledge, buddy. Don't worry about it. It's gonna be all right. <laughs> no, it's not. I've got the, I've got this, buddy. I got you. I am cut his mic. Optimistic. I, cut his mic. I've been I've been down on this team all year, and I am convinced that this is that we finally turned the corner. This is that corner. I already you know, heard the this show. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing and expecting hey, look, different results. We now have a new segment that uh, we know very little about, except all I know is it's called the NBA Nickname Game. Are you going to surprise us again this week? I am. I Well, uh, pause for jingle. <laughs> NBA Nickname Game! NBA Nickname Game! NBA Nickname Game! NBA Nickname Game! Uh, Hawk the Slayer. I feel like there was definitely a Hawk G.I. Joe, but it wasn't mm-hmm. named Hawk the Slayer. So I'm going movie. That is correct. Mm-hmm. With the aid of his companions, a man seeks to defeat his evil brother who has taken a nun hostage. <laughs> God. It all comes back decade. to falconry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Black president. 
I hope that's an NBA player. I'm going with that. Oh, that's it's an that's NBA a movie. player. <laughs> no, it's, 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 it's an NBA player. Gilbert Arenas. What? Yes! Black what? president. <laughs> no, he was Agent Zero. He was also that. He's got multiple names. If he was president, the world would be such a hilarious place. <laughs> there would be casualties. Poop in all the shoes. <laughs> Yeah. We don't have any professionals in the locker room. We we just need to just dispel ourselves of that reality. So you don't, These you, guys don't like, are not, you don't like Karen Brooks, no. Al Jefferson, no. Monte Ellis no. as veteran no. leaders? No. Okay. No, I think that this season has proven look, you know what professionals do? They go out and they work hard every night. They pick each other up when they're down. They try and, you know, get guys from getting overconfident and they keep everybody sort of, you know in it within a reasonable range of euphoria, highs, lows, whatever, so that you can translate that to basketball on the court. We have not seen a lick of that this season. Mm -hmm. So whoever we thought these professionals were, thank you, Hodge, whoever we (laughs) thought these professionals were, they're not doing what we expect of real professional basketball players. Harper, is your dog all right? Yeah. Yeah. That, that's normal. He just he normally doesn't do it that much. I don't know. He hasn't smoked all morning. So. <laughs> <laughs> do you guys know that the Ringling Brothers is shutting down the circus? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Heard that. I heard that. Yeah. I did find out, though, that the, the company is uh, diversified very well. They actually own, like, the Disney on Ice um, hmm. and some of the other on ice, whatever whatever's on ice. Like, they own all that stuff, mm-hmm. so... Undebeatables on ice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, they own that. I'm looking that's, forward to uh, that. <laughs> no, I know that's what uh, you know. I think uh, put us through to retirement. Sure, mm-hmm. fans mm-hmm. are clamoring for it. I was impressed that they were uh, that they negotiated us uh, the, the the skaters that portray us to be able to smoke on the ice uh, during the show <laughs> and drink beers, drink whiskey. Yeah, and I mean, they, they, really, it's a big hit with the kids because we do the. Uh, the baby race on ice. <laughs> oh, nice! Uh, uh, I'm definitely, I'm definitely dressed as Kermit the Frog, brought down from the ceiling, mm-hmm. for yeah. sure. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. Would, it's gonna be good. I like the, I like when Jason does the triple lutz with his guitar while he's mm-hmm. playing. Mm-hmm. Doesn't even miss a beat. Uh, we're gonna take the world by storm. <laughs> So the babies have skates, or do we just kind of throw them on the ice? Yeah, it's like, no, it's, uh, it's both. So we do an interpretive dance of uh, of a baby race on skates, right? Okay. It's very okay. artistic and, you know, beautiful. But then, yeah, but then the kicker is then we go baby race on ice. Drop babies on the ice and just say go yeah. for it. Well, we put the little, you know how dog, you can get those little booties for dog paws for running yeah. around in the snow. We put those on their hands. So we don't, I mean, you know, no babies are harmed. We're not monsters. Physically in the right. uh, <laughs> sure. of the baby. Emotionally, race. perhaps. Uh, only emotionally. <laughs> but you can't not harm a baby emotionally. I mean, Sure, like, exactly. Just, Everybody screws up happen. their kids, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we'll help you screw up your kids for you. Just, sure, yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> We'll, we'll charge you to watch that. Yeah. You'd rather have them talking about us in therapy than you, right? So, right, right. Yeah. Instead of let's talk about the other parent, it's let's talk about the other undead people. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
Get your tickets now. Well, hey, let's take a break here. Uh, I want to get uh, some some new music in the break at uh, at halftime here. Um, this one out of Boston uh, is produced by Static Selecta MC's Terminology. A new album coming out here soon. I'll get a link to the uh, song in the show notes. Um, but the song is Top Shotta, and I, I've been digging this one. I got this one uh, via bringing down the band, the Turn Off the Radio uh, playlist, but I like this one a lot. Uh, check it out. Static Selecta. Static Selecta. Top Shotta, boy. <laughs> Feel me? Top Shotta, boy. Show up. Sipping this liquor off the eighth floor balcony. Thinking how I made the whole world bounce for me. I had to bubble on the low and blow silently. No longer wanna be the one to live violently. Two baby mamas, two babies, that's four mouths to feed. A hundred friends, but none of them looking out for me. Got tax issues, got debts, and got accounting fees. I just wanna heal my pain with this cloud of tree. Is it all in my mind or am I paranoid? Is this karma in the air, one I can't avoid? Can I, Lord, ask you to give me the strength not to lust for anything that I can't afford? I don't need no awards or nothing immature. I was more thinking less nightmares and mental wars. Thinking how my aunt Tammy died last month. Got me smoking every L like it's my last blunt. I keep it humble, don't chill with people that's gassed up. Some of my friends rich, some of them on their last buck. How could I stop showing you love because you had bad luck? Anybody could vouch for me, any hood, I get mad love. Diffusion A gets sprayed, never delayed. I'm just coming for a place. Every time I blaze, take a minute just to look back in the days. As I reminisce the maze, but I'm still a case rap. That's the state fact, and you should pay Jake that. Trying to get the papers, caught up upon the vapors. Hiatus of my haters, the people's dilators. See them how they traitors, us, and then they rate us, rate us, and then they slave us. And enslave us and engrave in our mind that we can't be the greatest. We wasted too much time, taking time for granted. The fruit of life I planted, I palm granted. Last man rapping for the planet, I kiss the granite. On my Africa, Bebata, Patua, Pata, Gold, I make that Harry Potter. Poof, you rappers not a son, you not hot Pick up like Papa to the realest top shatter. Thank you to Static Selector and Terminology. Like I said, we'll get links in the show notes. You can listen to it on SoundCloud for free. And you can buy them on iTunes. Whatever argument you're making, I'm in on the Murray people. Just a super solid effort. We held the Grizzlies to 14 <laughs> points in the fourth quarter, and we still lost by 13. Man. <laughs> what a bummer. Anything else about this one? I'm, I'm over the Memphis game. We've got, the, we've got good news for you, Colson. Uh, Friday, March 31st, Spacers uh, travel to Toronto, and they lose by less yes. this time. <laughs> Jason, why are the Pacers uh, falling victim to these Raptors right now? Because uh, they're a bad basketball team. Um, 
Uh, I don't. I I can't really tell you. I didn't watch this game, as you guys know. Um, from our discussions last week, I'm on strike from the Pacers until they show me some level of consistency. Either way, just become a terrible team or a decent team, and I'll tune back in. Um, and I told I didn't have to watch this game. I told you guys what was going to happen. Yeah. We we're going to go to Toronto. Yes, you we we're going to get yeah. blowed out. So this was faded uh, by chicken entrails or something. So exactly. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, so you guys will have to tell me what happened. My guess is uh, we came out with little energy or effort. Uh, we got down big uh, by the uh, middle yep. of the second quarter. Um, Check. I'm mm-hmm. guessing we rallied late in the third to kind of make it interesting. Maybe Check. Paul George got hot for a stretch. And then uh, we fell apart in the fourth quarter. Then we rolled over. Why do we even watch these games? (laughs) (laughs) You can save so much time. (laughs) Well, there were there were uh, the one thing that I noted from this game that's worth commenting on maybe is that Thad Young hit his uh, first three pointer since his wrist injury. So maybe he's he's getting his shooting stroke back. Even a broken clock, John. Even a broken clock. He also airballed a free throw. To get a, we're going to rack up a bunch of moral victories down the stretch here. Hey, I'll, I'll take it. That'll help us in the moral draft that occurs never. <laughs> As Pacer fans, For we've seen Oscar, a lot of yeah. we've seen a lot of bad inbound plans already. Mm-hmm. Like the one this week, the, the Pacers are making their big run back in the in the Denver game, and Monte he gets a five second violation inbounded the game like with a minute left. <laughs> I don't know why I brought that up. It just made us sad again. <laughs> uh, we haven't talked about it much. Dirk Nowitzki uh, just broke 30,000 points for his career. What, what? And he's, uh, I think, the sixth player of, uh, of all time to do that, which is, is crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, to celebrate, you can head to steinersports.com and get yourself a sweet framed picture of the Duncan Deutschman that has a piece of a game-used basketball in it. And when listeners use promo code Almighty at checkout, they receive twenty percent off discount of this awesome piece of memorabilia. What? It's a piece of a, a game ball. What? Yeah, that's that pretty is, cool. I've never I've heard of a piece of a game worn jersey or something, but mm-hmm. but it's a game ball. So what's the process? You just take a butcher's knife and and go right into the ball, and then I think it's uh, some some ball scissors is what they're called. <laughs> Once again, that's Steiner Sports Tech. Ball scissors and memorabilia. Hashtag careful. <laughs> but Dirk's had a Dirk's had a good year. And uh, just hit the hit the thirty thousand point mark uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, so congrats to him. Yeah, how crazy is it? We haven't mentioned that on the show, but hell of an accomplishment. Yeah, yeah. Congratulations! Shout out, Dirk. <laughs> Sharpie, unimpressed with Dirk. <laughs> Maybe that's him celebrating. Uh, sure. Maybe Sharpie's worried about the ball scissors. <laughs> Next thing, we got my stat of the week. Joey, stat of the week! This happened before, but it's happening again. The stat this week is a man. 
And it's Russell, it's Russell Westbrook. <laughs> Isn't Westbrook, it, man? This has happened before. <laughs> uh, Westbrook uh, is beyond the restraint that Kevin Durant was putting on him now. And he's having just an absolutely tremendous season. Uh, right now, he's averaging uh, 31.2 points per game, 10.4 rebounds per game, 11.2 assists per game. Uh, in the Fantasy League, uh, across the CBS Sports Fantasy Leagues, 100% of people own him, which I think is, of course, of course, he's averaging a triple-double. That's but only. Only ninety nine percent of people are starting him. Who out there has him is not starting him? <laughs> Joey, stat of the week. Stat two. We've talked about this in the past, but the Pacers are going to do it again this year. They're going to end if they get one more win. They're going to win uh, over fifty percent of their home games for the twenty eighth straight season. Shout out to the Pacers on that one. Um, they just, you know, this is their 50th season. Uh, in a row. What are you doing right now? <laughs> what? You are just putting the biggest jinx on this team I have ever heard in my life. Just, oh. This guy's hit his last 20 free throws. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, the Pacers are going to lose every other home game for the rest of the season. Now. Yeah, but if they lose every Joey. other one, they'll still be fine. I see. Did they see clinch it already? There. I thought you said they need no. one more. Win. No, they're one they away. One more. They're one away. They so we'll one. get it. We're just going to lose five home games first. That's fine. <laughs> <I'm>... <laughs> Listen, I'll give that up <laughs> for the stat. For You'll the... give that up for the stat. So I don't have to wait one more week for this stat. <laughs> we'll be fine. They're not going to lose out their home games for the year. <laughs> God, I hope you're right. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's very impressive. I think it will be very impressive. (laughs) (laughs) Joey, stat of the week. Third stat this week. Uh, This one was sent to us, uh, brought to our attention the first time by uh, listener uh, Charlie, Easy E. Uh, Draymond Green, we've talked about many times this season, uh, his career, basically. Um, He got a triple-double. Pretty impressive. We've mm-hmm. seen lots of triple doubles. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one was a little bit different. Uh, he had four points in that game. Um, so this is the first triple double where one of the categories was not points. He had twelve rebounds, ten assists, and ten steals, which is crazy. Mm. Mm. Uh, just a reminder to Pacer Nation: uh, we passed on this guy. Yeah. Well, you got to bring a budget. Well, uh, you know. If I'd had a direct phone line to Larry Bird that night, we would have drafted this guy. He would have been hung up on several times. (laughs) (laughs) They figured out that uh, Harden's elite skill, because he's not basically an elite athlete um, on any metric, uh, except in deceleration. So they they basically went, uh, they looked at his athleticism compared to all other basketball players, and the only thing he's elite at is uh, stopping essentially, and and um, but he's so he is in the one percentile of all athletes measured in deceleration and Stop, stopping. stopping. 
And and, and that's 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 a crazy stat. That's his only elite. That is some weird sports in that, science. Isn't that crazy? Right sports science is crazy. But they were like, that's the only thing he's elite at. But he's so good at it that he's one of the top players in the NBA. I think that's a pretty cool stat. So I guess I'll give. Uh, what is a thing? Love. We have a whole like uh, phrase, you know, stop on a dime. Yeah, you know, yeah. You talk about guys that can stop on a dime. Like he's yeah. the definition he can, of that. He is the definition of that. <laughs> yeah. So. Apparently, he can stop on marbles. <laughs> <laughs> Next, we want to talk about my stat of the week. Joey, stat of the week. This week, you know, there's a lot of things going on in the NBA. A lot of things we could talk about, but we, what we got to talk about is James Harden. You know, this year we've talked a lot about how he's just putting up crazy numbers. Uh, but as this Ball Don't Lie article says, uh, he ended the year by putting up all the stats. Uh, <laughs> you know, he uh, put up a career high in points, career high in rebounds, career high in assists against the Knicks in one game, putting up 53 points, 17 assists, 16 rebounds. He's the first player in history with with 50, 15, and 15. Uh, He ties Wilt Chamberlain uh, for the most points on a triple-double. He led the entire league in all three categories that night. What? Uh, Colson, you love this, man. What's up? Uh, (laughs) Why is the beard better than you? No, let me let me reframe this just to make it perfect for Colson. Why is James Harden the best point guard ever? You know, I, uh, I don't know. I, I feel like he's slowly winning me over with his stellar play <laughs> and his stopping on a dime stuff. I really like that. I thought it was pretty cool. Um, I still don't really like D'Antoni. I still don't really like the Rockets uniforms. Um, I like Clutch, and I'm sort of coming around on James Harden. Uh, what about the beard? Are you coming around on the beard? Uh, not really. No? Not really. I... Look, this is absolutely incredible. I mean, what a, what a night for the guy. Um, and, you know, it is Dan Tony's offense that, that he has the keys to, and he's doing whatever he wants. But, God, I hate the, They're not going to do – they're not going to go to the finals. They're not going to – they're probably not even going to get out of the first round. Whatever. Screw these guys. I'm out. I'm out on the Rockets. I'm out on Harden. Really? And they won the game, too, mind you. Whatever. <laughs> Hey guys, so Russell Westbrook locked up his triple double average tri- triple double for the season the other day. Um, grabbed his boards, so he, he got uh, I guess 820 boards, which uh, gives him uh, averaging 10 a game. Um, so he's done it. He has averaged for the first time since Oscar Robertson did. Um, what does this mean, Jason? Are you are you uh, is this the, one of the biggest things that's ever happened? Is it just a thing? Is it? Uh, it's clearly something. It's totally something. I mean, this is historic, right? This is an historic achievement. And I think when we look back on this season, regardless of what happens in the playoffs, we're going to remember this as the season that Russ went for a triple-double and that we were all obsessed with it all season long. Mm-hmm. He might not even win the MVP. I mean, there's you know other competition out there, which is crazy, right? I mean, we talked about it before that the big O when he averaged a triple double also did not win the MVP. So that's not unprecedented, but, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, the 16, 17 season is going to go down as Russell's year. 
for sure. That sounds like an undegoogable, though, Colson. <laughs> I don't think it's ever happened. That's what I'm going to go with. Go ahead, Joey. Oh, okay. I thought he was setting you up. He was setting me up, but then I was like, I just yeah. love... Well, I just love to put the ball right on the turf, buddy. Nobody wants. I just love the sound of Joey's voice. So I want more. I want more, uh, Joey. So he lobbed you a softball, and now I got to pick it up and put it on the tee. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Well, it does sound like an undergoogleable question, Uh, Colson. Again, this week we got more. We got some topical things. You're gonna ask some questions. And we will know uh, partial answers, I'm sure. What do you got for us this week? I, I, you guys, you guys do great every week. I don't know what you're talking about, Joey. I, basically, people don't need to Google stuff anymore. They just need to listen to our show. Then they would know like one um, thing a week. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> That's so great. You're at work and you're like, hmm, I wonder what the answer to this is. No, I'm just going to wait until the next time to beat those episode. Maybe wait until Thursday. Be Maybe they'll cover my specific request. Oh, are we doing under Googleables? That was the plan. Super excited. Um, you told us we had to. So. <laughs> he said we, we, we signed up for it. In the end, it's going to be better and more true than Google can give you. So, uh, I have an undergoogleable this week. Kyle and I were hanging out, and um, she asked me, what's the difference between a llama and an alpaca? Can't you make stuff out of an alpaca? Isn't there some kind of alpaca? <laughs> like burgers, right? <laughs> well, no. Can't you, uh, you could, uh, I don't know, weave something out of an alpaca? Yes, you definitely like can. A, There's, you make thread out of definitely, alpaca. Uh, uh, thread out of yeah, alpaca. They, they shear them for their fur. But don't they do that yeah. with llamas, too? I think they do, the, the, do that with llamas. I did not know that. Do llamas spit? Llama farms. Llamas definitely spit on you from like 10 feet away. Right. Do alpacas do that? Boy, I don't I, know. I've got a sneaking suspicion that they're the same thing. They're well, not maybe. the same thing. They're different animals. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I'm going to go with alpacas and llamas oh. are closely related, but alpacas live at altitude and llamas live in deserts. So, do you, so Joe, you think it's like a mountain lion? Uh, and a puma? Don't mountain lions have in puma like uh, <laughs> thing? Not puma. Puma is not the right word. But don't mountain lions have an alternate name? Yeah. Something like that? Desert lion. Yeah, <laughs> sure. No. So you think it's that situation? In certain parts of the world, they call them llamas, and in other parts, it's the same animal, but they call them alpaca. I think that might be right. Um, but they're, they're I, pack think- animals for sure, right? And they we use their fur, and they they're domesticated, aren't they? Are there yeah. wild alpaca? Not anymore. Ooh, okay, right, so maybe there's maybe it's llamas <laughs> are wild. Llamas aren't wild though. Are they? I mean, they they can throw down. <laughs> you do not want to be in a bar fight with a llama. Fact. <laughs> so are we saying that llamas are wild and then we breed alpacas for I'm going with alpacas thread. live at a higher altitude. Okay. I'm going with Yeah, I think that they animals. just live in different That's places. That's what I'm going with. So, Jason, you, well, you think they're the same I, animal, so, but just live differently? No, different. I think they're different animals. Okay. 
Okay. I think they're very closely mm-hmm. related, but they yeah. that they live in different regions of the world. Like say, I'm with Jason. Alpacas live in Peru. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, Peru. South America. And llamas live in Australia Peru. or something. Lower <laughs> elevation Peru. <laughs> Lower elevation. Peru. They all live in Peru. <laughs> well, that's been clearly established. <laughs> we make okay. burgers out of alpacas, is according to Joey, and, and llamas. <laughs> Yeah. More of a sausage. Less, 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 yeah, more of a sausage. <laughs> so if you're opposite of what you're supposed to do, you're three shits to the, <laughs> three shits to the wind. <laughs> um, you're three shits to the wind. <laughs> Nailed it. Does it come from falconry by any chance? <laughs> I learned this week that a bunch of weird phrases come from falconry. Like hoodwinked uh, is a falconry term. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah. How does that work? And 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 be be having someone under your thumb. Where does the phrase "humble pie" come from? Hmm. And it's French for deer innards. Yeah, noble. Wait a <laughs> Lord, I, that did not go where I thought it was going to go. It's <laughs> <laughs> the magic of the game, man. <laughs> The, the logical result of undegoogleables, it will eventually end in four of us just guessing what the other people are saying. <laughs> like all of us go no audio. <laughs> Do you, I mean, I think that's like the podcast version of a trust fall, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Last season, we won 45 games. We traded George Hill for Jeff Teague, and that you could say was a downgrade, an upgrade, or a wash. But we also brought in two other pieces that uh, Al Jefferson and Thaddeus Young. When you look at that offseason, that looks like an upgrade. So this team should be winning more than 45 games. Player personnel-wise, but then we did a coaching <laughs> search that was, oh, uh, let's. I want to get rid of this guy that's won over 50% of his games every year that he's been here uh, is a freaking warrior for this franchise and I'm going to give him the boot because I don't like watching his style of basketball and I'm going to go to his lieutenant like what you know that's a move it's that still, just it's still confusing <laughs> it's, it's befuddling it doesn't make any sense this show we've just got two topics to discuss the waving of Roddy Stuckey and the glorious arrival of Lance Stevenson. <laughs> He's born ready, son. The, the, the flip side of this, though, is that, you know, you are integrating a new piece with, what do we have, seven games left in the season or something like that? Um, which is not a lot of time to get things together. And we are, you know, we're recording this Thursday night. We're, we have a game and a half lead over Chicago for the eighth spot and sure. Chicago I think is beating Cleveland right now. So Right. And they have the, the weakest out in the history of the universe with two against Brooklyn and a Knicks guy. Right. Like, it's just ridiculously soft. Yeah, so we there's no margin for error, basically, for this Pacers team. Right. Uh which is a really scary proposition. Sure. <laughs> My hope is that it all gels, but <laughs> yeah, no, no, you I, know. 
Jason, I, I don't, I'm not sure that I care that it gels. Like, I mean, we have, <laughs> right. we have terrible chemistry. Like, it's not like right, we're sure. screwing anything up. Like, yeah. you know, just throw a sure. grenade in the locker room and see what happens. That's what we're yeah, doing. Yeah, see if right? somebody dives on it. Just, you know, just to it's find like, out. We're just, like, I don't know what's going to happen. Let's throw Lance Stevenson into the mix. It's not like he's screwing up something great. Like, like just shake some of these guys up and see so, if we can get some different responses from these guys. <laughs> So if I understand this, you think Lance Stevenson is a calming agent for this team? No, I think he's the exact opposite of that. I think uh, he's, he's going to shake something up. I, I want him to. Calm. I want him to create okay. conflict. I just want to. I want to stir some well, of these but guys overt on. conflict. We've got tons of conflict, but it's all like inert. It's all like passive aggressive conflict. Yeah, I want to end the passive aggressiveness and just yeah. be outright aggressive. I, I, I just want to. I want to fight Evan Turner. that's all I want. <laughs> I mean, there were plenty of times when I kind of wanted to hit Ever Turner, so I got I, you, you get it a little. Oh, oh come on, man! <laughs> uh, my favorite thing about Lance is how happy it makes Joey. I have never <laughs> seen Joey this excited, and we've been doing this for years. If Paul George is half as excited as Joey is, uh, watch out, Cavs. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, right. This was arguably the best game of the season to date it, it, it was yeah. unbelievable uh, back and forth we, we did have a chance to win it in regulation uh, but it was Paul George and LeBron James going back mm-hmm. going back and forth they're guarding each other which doesn't always happen Paul George scores I think 19 straight in the extra frames um, mm. you know he ends up 43 9 and 9 LeBron James is 41 16 and 11 um, it was ju- it was just a hell of a fun game, you know. It, it's a hell of a return for Lance. Obviously, you'd love to have the W, but as a fan, it, it doesn't get a whole hell of a lot better than this. I was uh, I was on strike, as you guys know, and uh, I, I you know after we signed Lance, I was like, well, all right, I got to check this train wreck out. <laughs> and I was just amazed. Like it's like watching a completely different team. There's juice. Mm-hmm. There's energy with this team. Confidence. They're, they're having fun. They're yeah. They're confident. Like you said, uh, Colson, they were down 14, but they didn't get down on themselves. This is a team that earlier in the year would have imploded in that oh, yeah. situation. I think. And uh, yeah, just kept fighting and uh, really should have won this game. It was pretty packed. It was, but it was not. It a looked sellout. packed on TV. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I'd say. 16,000, folks. I'm pretty good at eyeballing oh, wow. that. Yeah. <laughs> I was really impressed also with the, uh, you know, when when they interviewed Lance after they signed, uh, Pacers signed him, he specifically called out the crowd. He's like, I love the crowd here. They're amazing. It's like, you know, a college crowd. They're so excited. And uh, when actually we're going, to, you know, because he's coming off the bench, uh, when, when he's going to check in, the whole place started kind of, Started rumbling a little bit, and then when they mm-hmm, finally called mm-hmm. his name, plays kind of you know standing ovation. Um, and anytime he got the ball, you know at least for the first half was just you know it's just like audible excitement from the crowd. Um, and then the second half when he started doing his stuff, you know it was you know they were chanting Lance, 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 yeah. like. <laughs> and, but it transferred to the other players. They, they were doing the stuff that I remember they always used to do. Like if you dive on the floor, like people freaking erupt. Yeah. You know they were. You know, quiet on uh, you know some offensive plays to let you do your calls, <laughs> like, right, right. and then if you hit the three, you lose your mind. You know, like it was it was it was the crowds that I remember. It was great. It was fantastic. Well, the crowd needed a little positive reinforcement too. Right? It's been a tough season. 
It has been a tough Absolutely. season. And we've, yeah. we've even had a little bit of players. I mean, Paul George is not innocent of, you know, sometimes taking it out a little bit on the crowds this season. So. Right. Sure. Um, yeah, sure. You know, it's great to have a guy like Lenz who just – he knows how important that crowd is. For God's sakes, he loves it when people scream for him. So uh, I think that's <laughs> that's just a good two-way street, right? Yeah. Lavoie, seven points and four boards in five minutes yep. of action. <laughs> that's not bad. Chef yep. <laughs> Boyardee. Uh, we uh, in this uh, with a season high field goal percentage of fifty nine percent. Jesus, going to beat a lot of teams when you do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, Paul George uh, in the uh, interview after the game said, uh, "We're coming out expecting to win now," mm-hmm. which is nice. Um, I really mean, outscore the Raptors thirty seven to twenty four in the third quarter, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, and then uh, start the fourth and just put a. You know, foot on their throats. Yeah, we gave uh, up 15 in the fourth. Right, just incredible effort. Huge, huge, huge win. You know, Joey, you mentioned that that Cle- you know we're fighting for every win we can get right now. We need them all, and so this was a huge win against a really good basketball team that has had our number. that had <laughs> that has killed us basically recently. Yeah, and uh, Paul George again, uh, genius, just continued to play. At the level I think we all thought he was capable of playing all year long. I mean, he's been averaging over 30 for the past eight or nine games or something mm-hmm. like that. Has 10 straight games of over 20 points now. Longest streak in the um, league. Yeah, longest active streak in the league. Looking like an MVP candidate, frankly, over the last you know two, three weeks or whatever. All right, well, uh, great week of Pacers basketball. I think the question now, the only question we have is Larry, Larry Bird. Is he just a normal genius, or is he like a mad genius at a second level for uh, <laughs> signing Lance Stevenson? Joey, stat of the week! And this time I'm bringing, it's getting towards the end of the season. I'm going to ramp up my game, too, just like the Pacers have. <laughs> I'm bringing two stats of the week. Two what? First one about uh, consensus first uh, first team All NBA player LeBron James. He has uh, upgraded his, or he has uh, kept his consecutive streak of scoring double digits alive for 789 games straight. Um, this he just passed Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. He's 787. Uh, Michael Jordan uh, is the number one in that category. Uh, 866 games. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this streak of scoring 10 or more points uh, goes. Back to January 6, 2007. So that's mm-hmm. 10 plus years of scoring 10 points or more in every single game. I, it's one of those records that's so long. You know, LeBron's got that on his list. Because mm. MJ's name's on it. Yeah, sure. So when this streak started, uh, I found a good list of, of Fear of the Sword. It's a, a Cavs website, but. Uh, uh, when this started, Kyrie Irving was 14 years old. Uh, <laughs> Kevin Love was in high school. Uh, Tyron Lue was on the Hawks playing basketball. All sorts. Of, uh, this was before Obama's presidency. Uh, Twitter had just started. This is a long time. Ten full years of, of scoring ten or more points. You know, everyone's got an off night, uh, but his are just not that low. His lows are just not that low. That's right. His basement's super high. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's like one of the. He lives in one of those houses by the sea. That's uh, it's yeah. on stilts. Right. <laughs> He's already above everybody else. <laughs> but 
tides come in, tides go out, but nobody knows how it works, you know? Joey, stat of the week! Uh, this week, the number is one. And it's uh, it's for Fenerbahce. Uh, they won the Euro League. It's their first title of all time. Uh, so congrats mm. to Fenerbahce. What's a Fenerbahce? A Fenerbahce. Oh, now you have an undergoogleable. <laughs> <laughs> it's a uh, Fenerbahce. A, it's a basketball club uh, from Istanbul in Turkey. Ah, I thought it maybe was Kevin Federline and mm. Bachi. Kevin Federline's pro <laughs> pro am Bachi league. <laughs> I would watch that. That's what I would. That's on HGTV every Wednesday night. <laughs> did, did John Edwards, the White Towel, play on that team? You're asking if uh, if the White Towel played there. No, but there are some other people that you may recognize on that team. Mm. We were talking about the draft earlier. Former number one draft pick, where uh, people everyone thinks is a sure thing. Anthony Bennett, Tony is on Bennett, this team. the Velvet Fog. He just got himself a title. Got himself a title. Uh, uh, what Udo? about Orlando Johnson? Is he on that team? No. Uh, uh, it's a, a Udo. Jan Vesely. Mm. Tommy. You don't tell me who's on that team. I just did. Sorry. <laughs> I'm not going to encourage you. <laughs> but, Colson, this one's for you. Pero Antich is on this yes! team. Yes! Mm. Yes! <laughs> Thought he would. The land of antiquity. That's right. I need some time to figure out the uh, the pun here. Yeah, it's not going to help no matter how much time you have. I've noticed. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he slipped out of the league. I didn't. I just kind of. I don't know. I thought he was on the bench somewhere, but uh, he's back in Europe. Nope. Was Pero an ant linchpin to that team winning? <laughs> oh, that hurt. Punched you right in the soul. We did it, guys. We made the playoffs. We did it. Oh, yeah. No, no doubter there for us. No problem. <laughs> we eked in in the last game, and uh, our reward is we get to play the defending champs. Yeah. LeBron Nate has McMillan. never lost in the first round in his career. Well, I don't know if he's ever come up against the uh, current coach of the month, Nate McMillan, <laughs> in the first round of the playoffs. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, Pacers lose to the Cleveland Cavaliers 108-109, to coming up just short. Uh, C.J. Miles takes the shot at the end of the game, uh, hits the front rim, and uh, Cavs escape. You know, the Pacers have really put a, a big, uh, big push on at the end of the game. It was a decent look from CJ, not maybe perfectly on balance, but it was a decent look. He missed the shot. Mm-hmm. But you either want to get something going to the rim, or failing that, you, you want to trust your superstar to make something happen. Yeah, I've I've never been of the mind that it has to be the superstar taking the shot. You know, I think CJ's a, a veteran. Um, I thought, he, like you said, thought he had a good look. So I, I'm not mad at the shot after the game. You know, uh, PG said he had talked to CJ Miles and basically said like, you, you got to give me the ball back. That's it's got to be that way. Pacers fall to the Cavaliers one seventeen to one eleven in Game Two, putting them down two zero in this series. Um, I thought it was a decent showing from the team. I thought a lot of similarities with the last game. Um, not a ton of defense. Um, I th- you know, a lot of threes from the Cavs tonight. They were. Uh, I felt like every uh, almost every. A defensive uh, communication error was uh, rewarded with the Cavaliers three-pointer. Uh, 
know if I told you guys, but I was I was actually honestly uh, to be a little unbiased. I was really hoping that the Pacers were going to win that game. <laughs> Where's your journalistic integrity, Joey? Yeah. <laughs> Well, we want to talk about the game that we all just watched this evening, Game 3. Uh, this was tonight, uh, April 20th. Pacers bring, uh, they got, they're bringing their, their A game against uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers. I think this is the most important game of the season. They're coming into this game down 2-0 uh, off two, two close games in Cleveland. Game 3, back at home. And uh, I'll tell you what, talk right now, stat of the week. Pacers score 74 points in the first half. It's an it's their franchise record for points in, in a half in the playoffs. So shout out to the Pacers on this one. Uh, the first half was amazing. Second half less amazing. First half was magical, Joey. Let, let me let me just let, it, let's start there. It was. It was, it, it was fantastic. I was having a lot of fun, but also I knew it was the first half, and as a Pacer fan, I was nervous. I mean, so Jason, were you were you feeling confident at halftime? I don't know if confidence the right word. I felt uh, scared as hell, encouraged <laughs> that they responded uh, in the way that they did. Um, you know, there was a lot of talk between Game Two and Game Three about comments that Paul George said uh, about his teammates post game. Uh, some people said he was throwing them under the bus. Paul George responded and said, no, <laughs> people ask me what these guys can do better. I said what they can do better. You know, I'm with my teammates. So I was a little bit worried about the the morale of the team. So to see them come out and and chip in and do all the things, and even Nate McMillan made a checkers move and put C.J. Miles into the starting lineup. Thanks for listening to the pod, Nate. Thanks for listening Appreciate to the pod, Nate. Shout out. <laughs> uh, I, I hope you can still get the podcast wherever you – Retire after Siberia? the season. Just <laughs> yes, you got to feel good about this. Up twenty five, but of course I'm a Pacers fan. I've been wounded by this team before. This team is, if anything, inconsistent. And uh, yeah, I was nervous. And they have the best player on the planet on the other side of the floor. So we were up twenty six though. Twenty six in our house. We 20, played great. I mean twenty five at, at literally twenty five at the break, right? Like yeah. right. Um, this, uh, I guess my side of the week then to, I'm a, you know, scoop Colson on this one. We are tied for the greatest comeback against, is that a record sure. for us? I think. <laughs> well, I mean, our, our, yeah, the Pacers, uh, are listed in that, uh, line item in the record book on the wrong side of the greatest playoff comeback. 26 points down, uh, and, and we end up on the wrong side of that. That's So the the greatest choke of all time, is that what that is on our side? It seems fairly high on the list. So after game two, Paul George was asked about uh, Lance Stevenson uh, needing to control himself because he kind of got flustered when Kevin Love was abusing him, and he said, you know, Lance needs to have better composure. You know, we rely on him. He's one of the leaders of this mm. team. Um, blah, blah, blah. He's a leader of this team? He joined the team in game 77. And he's a leader of this team? Yeah, we've Doesn't talked that about speak this. volumes well, about no, this team? We have a leaderless team. That's the whole point. 
Paul George is not a good leader, and there's no one else on the team. Like, Lance Stevenson is probably the de facto leader on the team now, and he just showed up. <laughs> like, we don't have a, a leader in our coach. There's nobody on the roster that you can say is a leader except Paul George, and he's a flawed one at that. I think all we have is a disappointed father in Larry Bird who just shakes his head when we make mistakes. <laughs> and you don't know why. Yeah. He just does it, and he never explains himself. And oh you lose, and you go home. Look, there's a there, this is this. If this doesn't have massive fallout, then you know something's terribly wrong with our no. franchise, right? I mean, here's the thing: we have another game to play this season. No, we don't. It's over. This thing is just wrap. Just roll over. <laughs> Show your belly. Well, you want a fourth? Doesn't matter. Yeah, in front of our home crowd. That's yeah, I'm plan. fine with that. This is this is over. Like uh, if we win, this is this why thing, you're not we, allowed to coach my team. If we win game four, cool. Uh, just get blown out in game five. Yeah, awesome. I don't want it to drag out anymore. Just no. put put a nail in the coffin of this season because it's <laughs> over, buddy. No, I'm look, it doesn't matter. You you have I'm sorry. If a team is gonna have pride, you don't lose in front of your home crowd. You we don't, don't have pride, I Harper. Don't, we don't have anything. Take this as an opportunity to teach it. Paul, Paul George, if he has any intention of staying here, better get in there and say, you know what? Not in our house. I'm sorry. Someone I know that this loss here. just happened, but you realize that this loss means that we don't have Paul George anymore. Like, that's what just happened. I'm not ready we to just have lost. that conversation. I'm not ready yet. Well, all of us just witnessed the final game of the Pacers season. It was April 23rd. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Cavaliers complete the sweep of the Indiana Pacers, winning 106-104. to 104. This is a rough one. I thought that the team looked, the Pacers looked uh, kind of lifeless for, for big stretches of it, but really made a, a great effort towards the end of the game. Really just get back into it. Just close enough to rip my heart a little bit more. <laughs> um, and, you know, the Pacers actually uh, had uh, Paul George, to be specific, um, had an open look at three to, to tie the game up uh, and probably send it into overtime if he'd made that, but did not even draw iron. Um, I think, you know, in those situations, maybe CJ miles would be better to take those shots. <laughs> so I'm, I'm probably a bad person and CJ miles is, yes. is too good a person, but I wonder if there was some deep, <laughs> dark part of him that took just a small amount of delight in PG missing the rim on that potential game tying three. Well, hey, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to throw dirt on the grave, but I mean, what's Paul George's record on go ahead shots in the final five seconds of a game? Right. Something like O of sixteen. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I, I think that there was a part of CJ that said, uh, you know, I could have missed the rim. <laughs> the uh, the truth. Played his last game as an LA Clipper as the Clippers fell in seven games in a really entertaining series to the Utah Jazz. Uh, and this is not only, a, it, I bring this little point up, not only to acknowledge Paul Pearson, um, you know, I remember him hitting dagger jump shots over, over the Pacers over the years and really hated him, but uh, really just a classy uh, NBA guy. And, and we'll go down in the, the history books. Hall of Famer. He's definitely a Hall of Famer. He's 15th right. all-time in scoring, and he's got rings. Yep. So that's yep. a wrap. 
And also, I think people forget that dude got stabbed like nine times. That's right. And played the next season. Right. That dude is ridiculously hardcore. Well, let's dive right in. The the big news over the weekend was the, to me, very surprising. Shocking. And uh, what we thought would never happen move of Larry Bird stepping down as president of basketball operations for your Indiana Pacers. Uh, and Kevin Pritchard is going to take over. Uh, Colson, did you send our latest podcast to Larry Bird? And is that why he stepped down? No, I mean, I assume that he listens. I didn't send it to him. I know it's it's in his mm-hmm. phone. Does does he have an iPhone? Probably not. So, someone uh, played it for him. No, and he I has think a he rotary just... phone. We've been over this. <laughs> <laughs> he has an assistant that played it for him while he was uh, knocking back a few Keystone lights. And uh, he felt really ashamed and decided it was best for the franchise to step down. Basically, there's no change in leadership, the leadership triumvirate of... Bird, Donnie Walsh, and Kevin Pritchard. All those three guys are still consulting. I guess that the guy that pulls the trigger now is Kevin Pritchard instead of Larry Bird. Do you think this is a real change or is this just for show? Harper, do you have a, any thoughts? This is a massive and real change. Mm, okay. Larry Bird has a... Larry Bird can... For all the trash that I've talked about Larry Bird this season, he can fulfill a really integral role for us. Especially now that we have Lance. Like, this guy can be a great mentor to his players. And mm-hmm. if he mm-hmm. takes the time and that's where he's able to focus his attention, he can help us be a better team tomorrow. Like, I, I think that that is ingenious. I've always been a fan of Kevin Pritchard. Um, obviously, Donnie's a genius. Larry just had too much on his plate and he has other priorities at this point in his life. Kevin Pritchard's still fighting for his paychecks. He's still fighting mm-hmm. for his legacy, right? Larry already has that. Um, so I think that the, I, I think that this is not a, a change in title. I think this is a change, in, in, like a qualitative change. I think this is fundamentally mm-hmm. different. Pritchard was hinting at the uh, sort of a, a change in culture in, in the Pacers organization. Uh, Joey, did you... Do you glean anything specific about that from this this article? Because I couldn't quite figure it out. <laughs> well, you know, it definitely was, uh, I think, addressing the problem that we, we seem to notice through the year was that the, the guys didn't seem to, to be on the same page. They didn't seem to... Um, they didn't seem to be a tight knit unit, you know, like some of the other more successful teams um, and, and fun to watch teams, you know, uh, teams that you can get behind and, you know, seems guys that have each other's backs. And it just didn't seem like that was the Pacers culture. Um, so it seems like he wants to help foster that um, with this team. Um, it doesn't say how or, or, or you know, what's going to be the path to doing that, but you know, it's something that's on their radar at least. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think that we have talked in the past about how Bird is not wired that way. Um, he, he didn't seem to care too much about that. He was he seemed about getting, um, you know, good basketball players out there together. But, you know, we saw moves over the past five years that were, uh, you know, maybe good on paper but destructive uh, maybe in the locker room, uh, which was maybe demoralizing to teams. Um you know, on the whole. So maybe that's something that Pritchard is going to address uh, with his new position. In other news, the All-NBA teams came out, which uh, 
which are always just there. It's fun to see what, what people think, uh, who the best players are, and, and, and now it seems to affect uh, contracts and whatnot. Nothing surprising until yeah. NBA All Third Team forwards Draymond Green and Jimmy Butler, DeAndre Jordan at the center, and guards John Wall and DeMar DeRozan. Jimmy hmm. Butler. That doesn't say Paul George at all. <laughs> and there were no ties this year. That's what I don't know. Nope. Not a single one. <laughs> I was so confused by this. I was so sure about the ties. You bet heavily on the ties. I, I, I went all in on the ties. So, I mean, yeah, I think not a super shock to Pacers fans. I think Jimmy Butler was the better player. And then, obviously, so the the... Let's just dive right in, I guess, to what this means for the Pacers, right? So had Paul George made one of these three all-NBA teams, the Pacers could have offered him the Supermax, uh, an extension of five years and $210 million, something mm-hmm. like that, right? Yeah. And now they can only offer him five years for, uh, what is it, 180 uh, The The kicker is that the the advantage would have been that the Pacers could have offered something like 70 or 75 million dollars more than any other team than the other teams right right they they can only offer four years 135 or something like that right did it are you I feel like um yeah you're closer to the edge yeah no oh yeah we haven't made him feel any better at all no (laughs) we might (laughs) feel even worse um so yeah, basically that that just said to me that there's there's really no shot at trying to keep him. We should Welcome just to the era of Lance. Like, just embrace it, guys. Come on. Yeah. Just relax. He's got, this, he's got you covered. Just relax and gonna enjoy the ride. He's going to be skinny Lance. He's going to be all floppy out there. <laughs> and he's best buds <laughs> with uh, Kevin Serafin, which is good. <sighs> they look like they're having it's a good time together. going to be snakes everywhere. Yeah. Ugh. Mm-hmm. Oh. I don't see any options to where if... Paul George's main thing is we got to win now. I don't see any roads for us to get there. Right. I, I just don't see any. And so that that says to me it's it's time to pull the trigger and get the best things that you can in return before you lose everything for nothing. Right. I kind of agree. And I kind of think that even if we do compete next year, that he just doesn't want to be in Indiana. It just it hasn't felt like he's just over the moon and can't wait to stay in Indiana. That has just never been the vibe I get. Right. And he says the things. He's like, I love Indy. You know, he'll scream, this is my city when he's on the court. Um, Once a year. Once a year. Yeah. Once a year. And it, you know, I don't know that it rings true to me, which is a shame. I love Paul George. He's probably my favorite pacer of all time. 100%. Right. This is... uh, Robert Johnson at the crossroads, man. Like, you got to make this choice. You got to, like... Because if you flub this, if you screw this up, right, this is why you're pressing all the panic buttons, Colson, right? It's because if you mess this up, you set your franchise back for potentially a decade. I used to have a a little red wagon with a a little license plate on the back that had my phone number on it, and I'd I'd walk it around the neighborhood with my my, uh, lawnmower, and people would call me. What a bunch of lawns back in the day. Are you still? And my little red you still wagon. still for hire? You know, I'm not. Um, I can barely get my own lawn mode nowadays. Okay. So. I don't know. And I have, like, the smallest yard in the history of the world. It's harder than it seems. 
<laughs> you get. You should hire goats. <laughs> just hire goats. That's like the environmental way to get own goats. In this but I could. Uh, I, I don't know if I'm like paying them a yeah. salary. I could just no, have you just you have a guy. House. You have a goat guy. You got a goat guy? Yeah. Who's got a goat guy? Who doesn't have a goat guy, Joey? Don't you have a goat? You have, like, chickens and stuff running around, Joey. You don't have a goat guy? You should get a goat guy. I'll think about it. It's super, like, environmentally (laughs) responsible. There's these guys, they'll have, like, a herd of goat. Or whatever, what is there, what's the collective term for a goat? A herd, uh... Ooh, I love this game. Spoiler for next week's undegoogleable. Kids, kids are... Baby it's goats. It's a murder of uh, goats. <laughs> <laughs> murder of it's a, it's an armed Whatever. robbery of goats. Um, okay, but anyway, but yeah, they'll like take them around and then chew your chew your grass up, and they like do a super okay. good job. And there's no gasoline involved. In my neighborhood, which is a little methy, uh, we get guys that come around and uh, ask if if they can mow my lawn all the time. Um, one guy, I bid him all the way down to mow it for free, and then I I. I decided not to let him mow my lawn because I was like, this has just got weird. Why are you shipping those jobs outside of your neighborhood? Because <laughs> <laughs> I could do it myself, Joe. Because okay. you got the character that you built from cutting grass. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Just, uh, you know, if you are going to let goats mow your lawn, make sure you check their papers. Okay. Uh, <laughs> make sure they're legal. Do you think goats. I became the fourth best podcaster on a on a crummy podcast without mowing my own <laughs> that's what we always talk about when you're not around that's what we talk about mostly <laughs> you're living the hams life buddy that's right that's right shout out to the hams life God. I think it is about that time to get the heck out of here I think we passed that several minutes ago. <laughs> I was just yeah. Didn't we already say I was, what's going on? I was just on? being kind. Somebody was asleep at the wheel. <laughs> That's my bad. My bad, guys. All right, squad, let's get out of here. I got to go eat some turkey. Oh yeah, I don't. But uh, well, no, it's Thanksgiving. I you, you probably yeah, you should not eat turkey still. But, yeah, good call. <laughs> Darn it. Um, yeah, there's a, plenty of mashed potatoes for you. Oh, I know. I'll have plenty of those without gravy. Uh, they can make a little gravy. It's not as good. <laughs> Fine. Yeah. <laughs> get out of here so I can get drunk and fight you. <laughs> Clutch has a reason to get up in the morning, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You don't need to feel and bad for Clutch. No. Well, except for his health problems from the obesity. <laughs> his early onset diabetes. Yeah. Besides that. And the Obamacare is going to be gone right. like, real soon. Yeah. The coverage repairs is, is was never great. <laughs> I think he he's on the Obamacare. Ooh, <laughs> very nice. I don't think they're cutting that. I think that one's sticking around. I haven't heard anything about them cutting that. <laughs> that is not coming up in any of the in the meetings. Right. And the end of the executive orders. Would Would you cut a bear's insurance? No way. Come on. Till next time, you can find us on Twitter. We are at Unbeatables. We're on Facebook.com slash The Unbeatables. Our website is TheUnbeatables.com. You can send us a message there. You can review us on iTunes. It really helps new listeners 
find our show. Thanks to everyone who's done that. We got t-shirts for sale. For a once and always coach, Bobby Sicklinard. And for Beaker. Me, 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 me. The party's <laughs> over. Me, 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 me. Got to work on my Beaker impression, maybe. Yeah. Me, 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 me. I don't know. You can do it right now? <laughs> yeah, I'll just keep working on it. You guys just sit there and listen. Okay. <laughs> me, me, me. Is it your turn this time? I think it is my turn. <laughs> turn out the lights. The party's over. It was very nice. It was soothing. I'm going to have to work on it then to make it more <laughs> abrasive. Oh. It's not in keeping with the spirit of our show. That's true. <laughs> You follow the letter of the law, but not the spirit of the law. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> you know, Joe, you were uh, mentioning that you haven't been singing on the podcast uh, in our first 200 episodes. I wondered if uh, you want to sing us out today. I, I don't know if the fans can take it. They've got so used to your voice. <laughs> For a once and always coach, Bobby Slick Leonard, sing with me, Joe. Turn out the Turn lights. Out the lights. The party's over. <laughs> that was a so great sorry. harmony. That was, that was awesome. good. You went, you went a little Kermit the Frog on us, Joe. That was great. I loved it. I was well, trying they, to follow your lead, and I didn't know where you were taking me. That's what I was going to say. That's the super challenge. You don't know where Colson's going with this. Yeah. So. Right. Even though he's done it 200 times. <laughs> I don't know where he's going because he doesn't know where he's going. That's right. Exactly. That's right. They're all a snowflake. <laughs> uh, you guys crack me up. Hey, do you um? Is your are your vocal cords covered under uh, your oh, Obamacare, Colson? Uh, no, um, I I need to be. I probably need to sign up for Obamacare. Um, <laughs> I think they have a special vocal cord clause in there. <laughs> You'd have to get classified as a... I, th- I think they have a special clause clause in there. <laughs> Fair enough. Oh. And for once and always coach, now in the Hall of Fame, Bobby Slick Leonard, don't turn out the lights. The party is not over. It's just It's just beginning. As my uh, good friend Nick Fesco used to say, the night is but a fetus. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. What do you call two guys with no arms and no legs hanging on the window? Bob. Bob. Curtain no, no. Rod. <laughs> <laughs> We're off the rails here, people. We'll probably just hit publish from here, right? <laughs> um, so, uh, to wrap that up. <laughs> Nobody's that you always, you always, We always, always wrap it up. Yeah. That's right. Double. There's a lesson to the kids out there. Sure. Pull-out method is not a safe method. I got it done. Let's probably put a pin in this one and, and hit the PS, These are PSIs. We yeah. files of 501C now. If <laughs> If anyone's if anyone's getting uh, if anyone is getting their uh, life advice from our podcast, particularly 
anything produced after 11 o'clock is... Uh, <laughs> I'm just, so imagining, I'm just imagining us getting audited and us playing this tape and being like, no, no, no look, come on, look, look, look. It's been charitable work, my friend. I just want to see you walking out of the room and saying, unbeatable, it's for the children. <laughs> it is, my friend, it yeah. is. All right, guys, I think they're uh, shutting down the Starbucks. I got to go. <laughs> so your, your internet's going to go away. So that's my a internet, wrap. Yeah, that's right, that's a wrap. See, the only way I actually remember stuff is by saying it on this podcast. So now I remember. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This, this is your uh, body of work you leave behind. That's right. It's my, uh, it's my journal. Okay. I, I apologize to whoever listens to this and the, that uh, in the future, um, <laughs> some sort of children or grandchildren that, that see this as my journal. My apologies. Yeah. It's, it's some poor PhD student that's... Doing a, a dissertation on the the weird phenomenon that was podcasts from 2008 to 2000. We apologize that you had to get 211 episodes in, buddy. Just turn it off.